Welcome to the No Hangover Podcast, episode 52 of the No Hangover Podcast. As one, always, two, five, two. I said one, two. <laughs> you said one, two? I did. Did I say five, two? I said one, two. Well, this is episode 52, five, Boom. two of the No Hangover Podcast. As always, your favorite host, Jordan G in the cut. Across from me, I got my dog. What up? It's your boy, Eric. What's Eric good? Ponte. Yes, sir. I guess we should start with the playlist for once because it's in your name so we have what 11 po- playlists out yes, now sir. and they're all on spotify yep and if you can't find them on spotify go ahead to apple music to my apple music profile at eric underscore ponte 34 you can find them all there yes sir enjoy yeah. them if you want to find the podcast previous episodes upcoming episodes we're on soundcloud we're on spotify we're on google play we're on youtube yes. um social media as always instagram link with us there get in contact with us there like our content, any suggestions that you guys want to make, let us know. That's the place uh, to get in contact with the guys. Yes, sir. Episode 52, we got some exciting things on the horizon. Sports is coming back. NBA specifically, we're excited for. A month. A, a month. month, and it's close to home. Honestly. Real close to home. We can't go there, but <laughs> it's in our backyard damn near. They're at Disney World. Yep. NBA bubble is going to be uh, at Disney World. Um, the Playoffs and the finals are going to be held and a play-in yeah. exhibition. Well, it's going to it's going to have eight regular season games. There you go. The we talked we touched on it a little bit last week or the last right. episode. Right. Um, depending on how close the eight and nine seed are, they'll have a play-in game. Exactly. If the if the nine seed wins, then they have a sudden death game. If the eight seed wins, then it's, they're just in the playoffs. So exactly. But we've gotten some of the details of how their stay is going to look and going to be luxurious. The amenities. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Disney. We kind of imagined that yeah. already. It's Disney World, and They're gonna if you've ever been to Disney yeah. World, you know the quality, you yeah. know the things that they can give you. I mean, it's its own world, literally. Um, everything that it will include, player player lounges with uh, NBA 2K, barbers and manicures is going to be involved, 24-hour VIP concierge. You're going to have movie screenings and DJs, so little events for the players to kind of stay busy, a little entertainment yeah. aspect. Um, players are going to have the ability to go to other games and watch. So it's kind of going to be like a summer, summer league, league yeah. type S. You know, the energy is going to be different. But they the, can't bring their families or anything, right? Well, we don't know all the details on, on, on the families coming in general, but um, the players will be able to attend other games. And I think that's going to be a interesting aspect to add in. That's, I mean, they're going to be boys. Gonna, like you said, it's going to be like summer league. So it's going right. to be like a lot of bullshit, people talking shit on the sidelines, right. people talking shit to each other in the game. So it's going to be chippy. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, there's obviously not going to be fans there, but yeah. how many people are going to be in the arena? At, like, be at attendance. And yeah, and, like, I mean, you would imagine what are the sounds going to be like? The element's going to be yeah. way different because you don't have a big crowd. Yeah, it would probably crowd. be, like, in, a, like, a rec center, like, type AAU thing where they, like, pull that curtain and, like, how many games are they going to be going on at a time? And That's going to be interesting to see. You think that's going to take away from the NBA's, like, I think allure? It's gonna, I think it adds to it. It shows. I feel like it's going to show the real grittiness because I feel like the NBA, NBA players kind of have this uh, – unfairly a little bit, but they're painted as divas and they get a lot of things handed to them and the NBA is a real players league. I feel like you're going to like see like the real grit of like being a basketball just player. Basketball. And the, yeah, just in its, yeah. in its purest form. I agree with you. So, I mean, I feel like that'll be interesting. Right. I feel like it adds that extra element to it. I feel, people are going to go, I feel like people might go a little bit harder. Right. I agree. I mean, it's sooner than soon. I mean, players are going to start to roll in on July 7th. So what, who in uh, what? On the twenty fourth, they have to decide coming up here soon if they're gonna be if they're gonna play or not. 
So they still haven't made the final decision? No, I think it's the 24th. As far as everything that's been going on yep. with the backlash and the pushback from certain yeah. players. Yep. Kyrie so, Irving specifically. Yeah, so he hasn't he hasn't announced it. he hasn't said anything yet. Trevor Ariza was the first guy to say that he's not gonna he's not gonna play. Who was the uh Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, and Dwight Howard are the ones that have been speaking out the most about it. Do you think Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard hold out? Because they're part of a team that Man, it's geared up I, to win the championship. I don't care if and Avery key pieces. I don't care if Avery Bradley says, but I would I think it would be more it would affect the Lakers more if Dwight Howard doesn't come. Yeah, cuz they have KCP, they have Rondo, Alex Caruso, Rondo, Rondo. Rondo can ball. He's a playoff player. That's what they brought him there for for real, really. Yeah. Kuzma. Rondo's a great player when he's on a good team. Yeah, Kuzma's not really the best defender, but he's, he's a, a good big player. Body. When he's on a great team. I'm sorry. He's a he's a big body. He's got length. That's true. You don't think Kuzma's good? He's not. He's not bad, but I mean, I feel like he's spotty. He's not. He hasn't reached his ceiling, but he's pretty close to what he's going to be in the NBA. I feel. How many? He's like three years in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player. He's probably going to be. Uh, he'll be a starter for. Oh shit. Yeah. He'll be a starter for uh, for a good portion of his career, but he, I could see him like on certain teams being a six man, coming off the bench, maybe winning a six. Yeah, man he'll never be or, that guy. Yeah, no, but he'll the be. He'll definitely never be really a be solid random. piece, though. He'll be a good, solid NBA player. I agree. He'll be a great role player, and on the I mean, team he where said, he's playing with LeBron James yeah, and Anthony Davis, and he said he wants to play, so he's already in. He fits fine. LeBron James says he wants to play. I feel like a lot of the you know Giannis, Kawhi. Paul George, you know, people like James Harden, Russell, all those players, I feel like they're all ready to they're ready to go. Yeah. The Nets, I mean, they're in they're in, but you know, what is they really, need KD. Yeah, what is really their their chance? Even if even if Kyrie were to play, what is really their their chance of doing anything significant this year? What if KD played? Then maybe. Okay. Then maybe. I just wanted to I hear still what don't. You say I still don't that. think they. I still don't think they're championship material together. But but do you think they have they, a fighting chance? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean together. with talents like that, how can they? How can you not have a fighting chance? Because and uh, what Spencer did when he's not a bad player, the uh, that uh, center from Texas. He Spencer Dinwiddie reminds me of Gilbert Arenas. Really, you think so? Not as good of a shooter though. I was about to say yeah, because the way Arenas, he slashes, I feel like he slashes like. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas was a shooter. Shoot. He could fucking from deep too. Yeah, Watch that shit from deep. Mm-hmm. But who's that center with the with the fro um, on the Nets? Something Allen. He played at Texas. But Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah, he's a good player too. He's good uh, rim protector. Like they have pieces. Like yeah. I said though, I just don't feel like they have the the mental the mental aspect of it down. I don't feel like they're just they're not good leaders. They're they're definitely talent wise. Yeah, a one, but. Leadership, I feel like they lack. They're emotional guys. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been the quote-unquote leaders on their team. They've been pegged that because of their talents. Mm-hmm. But And people always want to, wanna, you know, since you're the best player on the team, you're automatically the best leader. And right. It's like, that's not always the case. Some people are just, they're just ballers. Carmelo Anthony's a, a, another good example for me is that he was, he talent-wise, he owed, like nobody well, he ever questioned that. was emotional, though. Exactly. Nobody ever questioned that. And even recently, not he I mean he finally took a, a bench rule with the Blazers. But there was a where he was jumping from the Rockets to the to the Hawks to 
Well, we went OKC. Then yeah, he went to and people were late. Like people were thinking he was done. I thought he was done. The Rockets. I thought he, he was went done. to the Hawks for a day. Yeah, and then he ended up being out for a while. Now he's with the Trailblazers. But yeah, he's taken that back seat, and he kind of you know had, had to, to humble himself. He a did have bit. to humble himself really, for sure. Shit, Chris Ball, Chris Paul, and LeBron James are the only ones from like that. Not that draft class, but from that uh, era. Yeah, that are really. Just make significant, you know, play make significant impacts on their teams. Yeah, because yeah. Chris Paul took the nobody thought the OKC Thunder were going to do shit, and yeah, they fucked I mean, him over too because they literally told him that they were he didn't want to be traded to a team like yeah. that this late in his career. Yeah, and they because that that trade was on the block, and they told Chris Paul that they weren't going to go and through they, with it. Yeah, and they went through with that, and shit. they went through with it anyways, yeah. and did him dirty. That is grimy. He ended up out there, but he made the most of his situation. He really He's has. got some young guys, Shy Gilligas, Alexander. Um, who else? He's got another young guy that's pretty talented on that team. He's got Steven Adams, of course. Steven Adams. Yeah. yeah, but he's not really much on the offensive side, though. So, I mean, he's he's a good – like, he'll set screens for you. He's, gonna, he's a hustle player more, but – Jeremy Grant. Is he on there? Uh, Jer- Jerem Grant, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he – Dunking all over people and shit like that. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's definitely made. You know, he's and he's kind of comfortable there because when he played for New Orleans and Katrina happened, that's where yeah. they went and played. Yeah, that's right. In that's Oklahoma right. City, and they supported them. Mm-hmm. So he kind of used to being. Yeah, but yeah, they, I do kind of feel bad for him. Like he's if he's. I mean, I don't think he's gonna win a ring unless he like. How many years does he have left on his contract? Well, I mean, he kind of like. I feel like the league kind of gave up on Chris Paul after this Houston situation. It's like they were at the well because his contract is like nobody wanted to, nobody thought they were going to get the he's production. He's a bad from, investment at yeah. this point. But I mean, he's it, it, he maybe it doesn't show in stats, but on the impact that he has on the team as far as wins and leadership and things like that, that's where it shows. I feel like Chris Paul does his job. He's for sure. He knows how to represent an organization, and he he. He makes sure that the organization is not a losing organization. Mm-hmm. Like they always He's are a leader. respected. You know what I'm saying? But he can never get yeah, over see, the hump. He was making damn near forty million a year. I know. And he can like, never get over the hump though. That's, that's what that's, Steph Curry's making. I know. Would you put Chris Paul yeah, He's making like fifty million, I thought. Forty million over like five years or something. Okay. Still a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But would you put Chris Paul and Steph Curry in a similar conversation? No. Not, Not anymore. At all. Not anymore. How about prime Chris Paul and prime Steph Curry? What yes, you, only because they were pitted against each other in their primes. Like they, that was the conversation a little bit. They played each other a lot in late, the West. Yeah, late. Yeah, and they got the best of each other a lot of times. More Steph Curry getting the best of Chris Paul than Chris yeah, Paul getting the best of that Steph. That is true. But how much do you put that on? Uh, how much do you put that on the team? As a whole, is like, do you put it more on the in, on the individual matchup, or do you put it more on like the Golden Warriors or the Golden State Warriors just had like a head and shoulders better team than everybody else? No, the individual because the Clippers had a great team. Those first two three years, they had a great yeah. team. They had a lot. They had of a lot great of pieces. They did have a lot of depth. And the Warriors had a lot of great pieces. They just were better. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a bunch of superstars that they put together. Not at that point. That was like before KD. Yeah, but it when, was a bunch of guys that they drafted that ended up just being great players. Yeah, but even then, but together. even before KD got there, they were already pegged as one of the 
that because the one the year that they won their championship, yeah. the first one, they fucking were tearing shit up. Steph Curry was hitting threes from everywhere. They were just lining people up, and then the next year they went seventy three and yeah. nine. Like yeah. they were, they took it to another level, and were just like every game was like a double digit twenty point win. It seemed. Right. So imagine if that team, since they are so much more talented, the, the, I think if you put Chris Paul on that team, they don't do that. No. Mm-mm. I think if you put Steph Curry on the Clippers, they go further. Ooh. Do you think so? You think Steph Curry's could you higher, imagine higher how they all would, time? Yeah, than but Chris could you Paul. imagine Chris Paul on not Chris Paul, Steph Curry on the Clippers? How they would eat teams up inside and out? Like it would be crazy. They did. Have he to, can throw those same type of lobs. Yeah. He can get to the rim, but he can shoot like no other. Like the way he would have stretched them out would have been crazy. I think Chris Paul is a better passer. I agree. He's definitely. I feel like he's a better passer. And the one knock on Steph Curry is is that. He can get careless with the ball. He, he is a great passer, but when he you get careless. into him, he does get careless and tries to do flashy passes. And you right. know, he can kind of you know when when but he most has of the time, high turnover, ten or fifteen, yeah. he's doing it. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but he's I, had that leverage, but I mean, I think if you switch them, Steph Curry, Steph Curry has a bigger impact. You're probably right. I mean, he's had one of the greatest impacts in NBA history. Exactly. With with the three shooting and that revolution of just everybody shooting threes and shit. So right. And it's it's hard for Chris Paul because that kind of outshined Chris Paul's greatness. Yeah, I feel like because Chris Paul was one of the greatest. Is one of like, the greatest conventional point guards. I feel like yeah. Was. I was about to say as a pure point guard, like he is probably he top is. three, top two, top right. one, maybe you can but make that Steph argument. Steph changed shit the yeah. way he could score the ball as a point guard. Yeah, and the way he could shoot the ball was, it was oh just incredible. Gosh. He was really just lighting. It was crazy, and, and not even just him. Clay Thompson was right. They had Harry. I mean, even with Harrison Barnes there, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, he like, was sitting uh, that corner. Leandro fucking, Barbosa, uh, that yeah. Sean Livingston pickup. Like the mm-hmm. the like their their shit was that they had like two starting lineups essentially. Their bench was exactly deep. So yeah, they were like the fucking. Kentucky team when Carl Anthony Towns was there and Devin Booker yeah. they had two starting fives yeah. and they would just swap them up like it's out. they won 33 and 0 yeah too bad they lost they won 33 and 0 <laughs> didn't win the chip though no they didn't win the so chip so what does it really mean neither did the Warriors the year they went 73 and 9 so what does it really mean so the 72 and 10 Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls are still the greatest team yep but if you're gonna tear like that and not and, and not even that they lost in the way that they lost yeah 3-1 no That's team true. has ever come back from 3-1 and that's how they choke it away that's true and the meltdowns too because Draymond Green got kicked out of the game Steph Curry threw his mouthpiece and they just LeBron it, said it, it was just they, they're just in their head at that point is it a worse look on the Warriors losing 3-1 or is it more of like does it add more greatness to LeBron winning and coming back from that it, deficit? It, it comes. It, it's more on LeBron because he's the he's the bigger figure. This so is, he'll get what, more of the shine. Yeah, if if he would have lost, then people would have really started paying him a loser. Like he can't do it. Like he won right. those two in Miami, but he went to what at that point five straight finals, six straight yeah. finals, and mm-hmm. he only had two to show for it. Right. It's like yeah, well, you know, he's great, but he's not clutch. He's not this. It's not Michael. It's not Kobe. It's not Duncan. It's not you know. Right. It's not all these people that have won multiple rings. Clutch was the conversation on LeBron, which I always thought he got kind of you know slighted in that aspect. I always thought he was a pretty clutch player. He wasn't clutch. He was clutch one game in the four game seven game series that he got swept against the Spurs and that was game four. Yeah. When they were like down by like twenty and in the fourth quarter he like went off for yeah. like nineteen points. It was crazy to see. 
And then the second year of when they won the first championship in Miami. Yeah. When he went on that tear against yeah. the Celtics and he just from then on he was just a different guy. Yeah. I think he became clutch in those moments. See, but And then by the time he was he went back to the Cavs, I think he was clutch every time. But he when just he had that 25, great, 26 great straight points against the Pistons, that was clutch. That too. like he had moments like that, but his team But it, just, it didn't count. I mean, it counts, it counts, but you have to count those moments because, like, you also have to put in perspective, like the, like his teams were not good. Like in in Cleveland, like who was really the best player that he ever played with his first go around in Cleveland, and the things that he, Eric like, Mo. <laughs> Mo Williams maybe, Mo Williams, Larry yeah. Hughes maybe, yeah, uh, Ilgowskis, but he was on the back end. Ben Wallace was on the back end. Mm-hmm. Shaq was on the back. Like he had big name players, but they were all like too little, too late. Like it, like you know, what were they really contributing? Right, but I feel like at that point, like those were great performances, but they didn't matter as much because he couldn't win the chip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the time he started winning chips, all those clutch, clutch moments started to add up to his greatness and what he could do in the playoffs and the type of guy he was. Resume building. Resume Definitely. Building. Yeah, I feel that. But yeah, I just feel like he. I, that's like that was the one. I mean, with the free throws too. I don't get that. How he's so bad at shooting. Not so bad, but, like, for someone that's so great like that, that has a high field goal percentage that is, like, he's not a, the purest shooter, but he's definitely worked out his shot, and it's gotten a lot better. Nobody's perfect. But free throws out of all things? Hey, man. That's, like, the gimme shots. Does Mike have a blemish to his game? Um, I mean, he he turned he, – Coming out of college, he wasn't the best shooter. He turned himself into a good shooter. I feel like LeBron, not um, the numbers show that he is a better shooter. Um, I guess. What would Mike's knock be on his game? What his what would his blemish be? Shit. Can't think of it. Okay, goat, greatest of all <laughs> no. time. Conversation over. No. <laughs> no. I gave you your opportunity. I said. I said what I needed to say. What do you mean? You said you need, what you needed he wasn't to say. A, he wasn't a great shooter. He, and then you said he turned himself into a great shooter. I didn't say great. He turned himself into a good shooter. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. I'll recant my word. Um, I guess maybe the his passing wasn't as – maybe it was there, but he was – Later in his career, it it was there. Yeah. But – That's because his trust increased with his, with his teammates. It had to, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, the documentary. You got to watch that, yeah. yeah. But – well, I mean, even I'll give you an easier one, Kobe. What was the blemish to his game? Oh, his ego seemed to be at, probably at, excessive at the, shooting. At the, yeah, at the midpoint of his career when Shaq left, not being efficient all the time, yeah, shooting bad shots, right? But you know that I mean, that's okay in the NBA now. Like volume shooting is an okay thing. Like you, know, it's you, you get knocked on it. But it's, as long as you have games, like it's like your overall percentage isn't bad as far as shooting percentage, three-point percentage, then it's I not. I mean, James Harden shoots himself out of a slump every playoff, But he, every year in the playoffs. Shoots himself out of one or into one? He tries to shoot himself oh, yeah, out of a yeah. slump. Yeah. Is he successful every time? Probably nah. not. But he definitely gets into a deep slump and does not stop yeah. shooting that ball. I mean, shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot, and you shouldn't let it affect your confidence. But then again, you shouldn't let that. But he's such. The thing is that he's a he is a great passer. So I mean, he has that ability to you know open it up for everybody else. And if he's not shooting, you know, making shit, then right. pass it out. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with James Harden shooting himself out of a slump. My problem is when he disappears, 
in playoff moments where he's just not his his effort level drops. He's not taking shots that he should take. The fucking pressure's too much. Yeah, he's overthinking shit. That might he's be. going to shoot the ball and then passing, and it becomes a turnover. Like you can see him yeah. start to have mental farts when the pressure starts to get high. So is that something you question on James Harden? Is his leadership or mental toughness? Um, I guess they kind of sometimes I play, I question his will to win. Does he really want to win a championship? Because sometimes yeah. he checks out. Mm-hmm. And when he checks out the next night, he's in the club. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I think he cares about the game of basketball, but I, sometimes I think he just wants to shine. Yeah. You know, I think he's in love with the attention the he gets. Of the it. glamour yeah. of James Harden dressing up and being that guy and having the beard and being a dangerous the man persona. on the court the and scoring the ball the, the way he scores. But when it comes down to, like, winning basketball in the playoffs and you yeah. really got to do different things to win, I, I think he checks out. And that's what's disappointing about him. And it's not like we see James Harden check out and he's the next day you see him in the gym, some shit like that. Like it's you see him so you th- you in the club or you see him out with another celebrity. Like you, he's always in the mix, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that he doesn't, have focus because of that, but it could be confusing. Yeah. I could be misled. Perceptions the hell of a thing. Perceptions the, the, the hell of a thing. Optics of thing. Right. You know, what, so when I see that after a piss poor performance in yeah, the playoffs, like, do you, really you can't care? expect yeah. me to. Do you really care? Question about you know your care for the game and wanting to really win a championship. Well, I don't question that with Russell. Yeah. Russell makes dumb mistakes because he gets lost in his ego. I feel he. Well, he, the thing is, is that he. Which it's a good thing, but at some point, like, you know, when you're in high school, college, early on in your career in the NBA, when you're on 10 all the time, when your motor's going all the time, that's right. not necessarily a bad thing. But once you get later into your career, you got to understand that you got to dictate the pace. Right. And like, true. he is for the most part, but going a million miles per hour is not the recipe to win your championship. Like, you got to. You know, build yourself. Yeah, he doesn't up always and, stop and use his IQ. His yeah, basketball IQ. he needs to realize that you need to be ready for that run, playoff run. You got to mm-hmm. get your body ready for that shit. So if you take, you know, if you take a, you know, January and in, in the middle of the NBA season off or whenever, depending on how they switch, you, if you just kind of take it easy a little bit. But are you talking about load management? Are you a load? Are you a load management? Supporter? I'm not against it, but oh wow! Listen, I don't. The, God, the, Russ is not a guy that no. that I see as. Wanting to take off time no, for load management. No, but he has a lot of like energy of the last era of basketball. Yeah. His but the aggressiveness. Thing, the thing is, though, is that the pace of the game now, and I've heard like older NBA players say, like, like from the 90s and 80s, the way that they play now, like the pace that is just up and down, like it's like impossible to keep that pace up for, you know, for an 82 game season. That's a, uh, that's a lot of energy. And then plus another, what, you're talking at least if you win every game in the playoffs, another 16 games. So, I mean, that's another 20, 25 games, 30 games maybe that you're adding on to the end of the season. Like, that's over 100 games. And you're playing at that pace. It's like, it's hard to keep that up. Well, I think a lot of people started to believe in load management when they seen what Kawhi did with it. Well, the Spurs were the first one to do it. And that's what they – the only knock that I really saw with it is that, you know, if you buy an NBA ticket and, like, how expensive it is as far as, like, the food, the beer, and then you don't see the the star player, then I could see how you could get pissed. But the way that now that they televise every game, it's like, who gives – like, and sure, NBA games are fun to go to. I would like to go to more, but, Mm -hmm. like, who really – 
go watch them on TV. If you don't want to spend that money, go buy some hot dogs real quick, cook them up at the house, and fucking create hot your own. Hot dogs. Whatever, the fuck, whatever <laughs> you get at. Whatever. That's your go-to uh, NBA meal? <laughs> I don't know. Sure, yeah. Never. A jumbo hot dog. <laughs> I've never seen you make hot dogs before in the time Nachos. we lived here. I, I mean, I haven't made them here, but I used to chow down on some hot dogs when I was a kid. I feel like hot dogs is more like a baseball thing. It is. Ballpark Frank. Yeah. Get you a ballpark Frank. But however however you want your NBA experience and just set it up at the house, it's probably it's a fraction of the fucking price. And you get For I mean, sure. you get a lot more access and a lot more like It's behind. also a fraction of the experience though, depending on where you sit. That's right. But I mean really how many of these teams in the NBA are you really like they're selling out and it's really like an experience. Well, if we're talking about a guy that you really want to see. Yeah. Then, so like yeah. like there's only like when LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, when those guys like for right. Orlando, for example, that we're not really a bigger market, but when you get guys like that coming into town, then it's like then it's an experience. But like there's the really prices go up. Yeah, they do, and it's really just a handful. James Harden, maybe there's a handful of players that you're really like gonna come to watch a game if it's not for the Magic, and right. You know, after that is who really gives a shit. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, whatever. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. The MLB still, still doesn't have a deal. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm not excited for MLB, so <laughs> me either. But they ain't they, don't, they ain't got to make a deal if you ask me. No, they don't. <laughs> Football. Did you? I see mean, those? for everybody who loves baseball, I hope they do, and I hope it comes back. But sure. I'm not a big baseball sure. fanatic or fan. Do you, did you see the the COVID helmets that the NFL? Put out that they might. It was a concept that they might make the players wear. It looked like a like a a motocross mask. It looks kind of cool. I don't think they'll actually do it, but a COVID mask to protect them from uh, when they play the football. Yeah, like wow. a cover on the like on the face mask. It looks kind of clean. I'm not gonna lie. Like some players, like okay. a Cleo Mack, or like like okay. these defensive defensive linemen, or some of these linebackers are gonna yeah. look mean. Yeah, mean as hell. I like that. Derrick Henry in that shit. That's. Oh my lord! Like that's that because the mean. way it looks with a visor is mean. Yeah, but I've already seen players like, yeah, I'm not with it. Like Imagine how heavy that shit's gonna be, and probably be harder to breathe in too. I don't know. I didn't really like go. You play in Denver. That's yeah. not a that's not a fun helmet to play in. No, but Fuck I'm sure because I think they had like some type of like. Well, I'm sure the technology. Yeah, would be they probably. I mean, they par, yeah, I got scientists. That's a multi-billion dollar fucking industry. They better. Yeah, they better true. have it up to par, especially Honestly. with the safety concerns that they that you know with the concussions before recently and everything that they're trying to be you know more pro player, more pro safety. Well, they, I mean, safety concerns are at all time high right now with the way Corona is and with the uh, well, spiking. Now that that's raising concern about the NBA, right. it, it's it's a month away, but. The spike in, in well, cases it's not, in Florida. I mean, it's a week away if you really think about it because well, the, if they're going to start arriving in July, I mean, it's happening. Well, I think I'm pretty sure. I'm the not, risk is already there once they start yeah, coming in town. But like I said, that you have to, to let people know or let the NBA know if you're going to come. And, and then after that, that's like because it starts July 31st. So that's still kind of like a month away. They'll probably come like a week or so in advance or start setting shit up then. But right. I don't know exactly when players have to report to to the bubble, the NBA bubble. July 7th, I just seen. Is it? Yeah. They're oh, going to start sending people oh, in waves. Oh, damn. So, yeah, that's a lot closer. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They're oh, going to start shit. sending people in waves. From July 7th to the 9th, players will arrive at the Walt Disney World Complex in Orlando. Team arrivals will be spread out over three days to avoid congestions. 
Upon arrival, players will be quarantined in their hotel room until they have two negative coronavirus tests 24 hours apart. After that, players will be tested regularly, according to the handbook, although that could be daily or close to it much of the time in Orlando. So it's going to be a regular thing that they're going to be tested. tested. They're going to take all the precautions that they can take. I mean, they're doing that now at schools with players that are playing football and getting into sports and some stores. Yeah, better safe than sorry. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just a new norm now. Honestly. Masks, gloves, precautions, washing your hands all the time, taking temperatures. I went into Wawa today, and it was the first time that I had seen it's required that you have to wear a mask to go inside. I should have to go get my mask. Yeah. Orange County made it a requirement. Yeah. For how long? I don't know exactly for how long. Damn, son. But coronavirus is here to stay. I know. I mean, (laughs) Hopefully not too long, shit. Supposedly, it's like. There's like 4,000 new cases a day at this point. Yeah, th- we've already broken a record. But yeah, we've broken a record of like cases Florida. in a day. Florida. Not giving a rat's ass. Never did. But I mean. They were eager to eager to get that money, get the economy rolling again. But I tell you what, I feel like if we go into another lockdown, the economy is going to be in see, ooh, but bad shape. It's going to yeah, be scary. I mean, it definitely will be. It definitely will be. But you think about all the people that are unplo- unemployed right now and are still getting furloughed and whatnot. Yeah. If they shut down shit again like they did, like cold turkey, wow. That'll be a, <laughs> wow. Gonna have to cut more money, more stimulus money, more money we take from the fucking U.S. Treasury. Like, it's just going to be insane. Yeah, but can we really run out of money? That's what I don't get. <laughs> Where are we getting all this money from? China. I saw something on uh, on Snapchat, like what that that uh damn what is it called that one with uh lawrence jackson and that in the oh man what is it called lawrence jackson what are you talking about the nbc news stay tuned one on snapchat that story the one right there oh uh, about bubba well no no just that that page specifically like what, what about that page uh they had uh why the U.S. will never run out of money, and they kind of broke it down as to okay. why, and like, pretty much is like a credit system that mm-hmm. you know they they'll sell some type of stock to banks and investors and shit like that, and it's just like a cycle of of just money being just cycled through the U.S. I'm doing this no justice, but you pretty much get the picture. It's just a credit system, right? So, I mean, they were making it sound like it was no big deal, but really more. I mean, it would definitely suck for the economy, but People would go extra crazy. Another lockdown for another two months. Oh my gosh! People coming out of that would be <laughs> so mentally fucked up. They're like the mental health crisis would be. It's that's already getting people. bad now. Like well, that's what became a worry when yeah. we were locked down the first time. Yeah, the suicide. I, and I had uh, I saw so I heard um that there was more suicides in Northern California than there was deaths from uh from COVID. It's like, geez, like that's that's bad. It's crazy. That's like being locked up in your house and imagine like if you're in an apartment. We've talked about this. Like, I mean, even us last night, we were trying to go somewhere and sit down at bars a were closed. bar and have some food and have a couple of drinks, and everywhere was closed. Yeah, we were by like, eight shit. o'clock, everything, everywhere to sit down. Like, how there spoiled still, are we? <laughs> yeah, there's still drive-throughs open and shit, but. Yeah. Anywhere to go sit down or go eat, go to a bar. Like, that's where that's where people have been getting it the most, though. Exactly. And bar that's workers, why shit. people that are going to bars, drinking, going out, shit like that. But 
Yeah. It's it still. I mean, it still shows that like if you're around like twenty five, twenty six, like around that age and younger, around that and like you're, it's not really gonna affect you that much. Right, but I mean, it's the older people yeah. that you have to worry about. Yeah, it's a it's weird. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. Like how like there's no like still. It's been like how long? What? It's been going around or started around November, but like when it really started hitting here was like around New Year's Eve and we really started like that New Year's time when we started. started. Yeah. So it's been seven months almost and we still don't really have like much of an idea of how it. Well, we didn't take it seriously at first Mm -hmm. and now it's like our world. Like that's just. (laughs) Honestly. We we just. COVID-19 coronavirus is a part of our everyday life now. Yeah. And we've never expected anything like this. And we don't know how long it's going to last. So really, and I said, I said, I think I, we, I said this last night. But if football doesn't go, then that's, that's when you know. Shit that's when real. we were talking. Yeah, we <laughs> that's when you know shit is real. Football doesn't start, and it pushes that back. Then be worried. Yeah, because uh, that shit's religion. That shit it's, is religion. It's big money being lost right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be bad. Honestly. Plus, then. Oh man, I don't even want to think about it. Don't even want to think about it. I mean. <laughs> That's what's interesting about everything. The NFL might not come back. I mean, everything seems to be a go right now. Like, they haven't said there's been no, like. why is the NBA not having fans then? Is the NFL not going to have fans either? I I would assume they wouldn't. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting. I mean, they'll probably. Be watching scrimmages. Those can be fun. Yeah, but a lot of the NFL is, like the fans in the patch like when you see these games at like Lambeau Field or or Lambeau Lincoln Financial Leap. or fucking at Arrowhead and you can hear like you can feel at in Seattle, Seattle like you can feel, like even through the TV like you could see like when yeah. big play the camera starts shaking and it's like oh fuck Tom like, Brady's first year not in Tampa the, yeah not on the fucking Patriots with Tampa the return of Gronk it's an interesting Jamal Adams Jamal Adams forcing a trade and bro Supposedly he is one of Dallas. the best safeties in the league. I don't know. Yeah, he'll come up and hit he's, you. Yeah, he's, he's a ball hawk. And he fucking coverage. Yeah. Cover guy, and he'll come up and hit you and make plays behind the line of scrimmage and tackle. He is, he's a ball if hawk. not the best, one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah. He should get paid. And I was listening to Colin Cowherd, and he made a good point. It's like you draft players. Like, this is what you want. Like, when you draft a player, this is what you hope for. That, you know, when you draft a safety or any player, like, number six or in the top ten, like, this is what you hope they become. So, like, why not pay him? Right. You should. He's worth the money. Like, that's why you draft players. So, you know, you can develop them, and you hope they develop to their potential. And when they do, like, make them a cornerstone. Like, why the fuck not? Right. But, I agree. You know, the Jets. That's the Jets for you. The Jets have never really been a strong organization. Though. Nope. They're the second tier team in New York. They're not even. They don't have their own city. They share the limelight. Not really share. I mean, the Giants are the are the team of New York football wise. Right. The Jets are the little brother. Right. Sorry, Jets fans. <laughs> Sucks to suck, but they have one Super Bowl though. At least. Good old Broadway Joe. Joe Namath. Yes, sir. Broadway Joe, <laughs> he's old. He's he he does he does those uh, commercials for like uh, Medicare for old people, and he'll say like, "Gosh, he looks old and leathery." <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw, I tell you what, man, he's he's maintained. He's got that old man mullet, but he's still <laughs> sharp. 
<laughs> been in movies. Yeah, he is. Still on TV. Like, if you never knew Terry Bradshaw as the quarterback, you would know him as a personality. In honestly, my opinion. Honestly. He was in, what's that, uh, with Matthew McConaughey, yep. Failure to Launch. Yep. That movie, he was fun. He was he hilarious. Was super man. funny like, in that. Walking around naked and shit, not mm-hmm. giving a fuck. Like, damn. <laughs> not yeah. caring. Hey, he's, he's a funny a celebrity. guy. He does. I mean, that whole Fox crew, they have all personalities. Michael Strahan, Strahan on yeah. it. Um, Tony Long. Gonzalez, Howie Long. I like Howie Long. Yeah. He seems very, like, docile. Like, Doesn't he do, like, Chevy commercials? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but he kind of reminds me. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda? Yeah. He rem- kind of don't know why. The he, turtle? Yeah, he reminds me of Oogway. <laughs> Oogway, the fucking turtle? He's fucking the tortoise. Oh, yeah. He's fucking At least wise. he knew where I was going with it, though, so I'm not too far off. Like, he kind of, the way he talks and very, like, uh, yeah, very intellectual. He seems wise. It's like, he reminds me of Oogway. That's an interesting comparison right there. Boom, Howie Long. Howie fucking Long. And his kids He's, aren't that bad either. Yeah, they got Super Bowl rings. Both of them, yeah. right? Uh, no. On the Chris Long? Chris Long has two. He's got one with the Patriots and one with the Philly. Eagles. Go Birds. Fly Eagles Fly. The other yeah. one, he's probably better. Uh, what's his name? Jake Long? No, not Jake Long. What's his name? Kyle Long. He's offensive line for the Bears. He's he's probably, as far as like a talent, he's probably better. But it's not always about the talent. It's about the teams you play on. That is definitely true. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll get a ring at one point, hopefully, for him. Because then he'll be the only one without one. His dad has a ring, right? Yep, with the Raiders. With the Raiders. Yep. Generations of ball players, of champions. Who else? Like the Matthew brothers. The, Ma- the Mannings, the Royal Family of Football. The Mannings. Imagine if their brother, wasn't he good? He was a good receiver. He like blew out Cooper? His knee. Yeah. Yeah. Blew out his knee or something. Yeah. He never like went to the NFL. No. He blew it up. No. Blew it in, in like high, high school, school or something like that. Yeah. So he but they say did. Cooper was like the most athletic one. I mean, he was playing receiver, so mm-hmm. you would imagine. Yeah, Archie. Did Archie win a ring? Nah, he played for the shitty Saints. Yeah, they, they were, were not good shitty. back in the day. Nope. Nope, but his sons were good. They both got rings. Two, yeah, they do. Two apiece. Four rings in the family. Damn, I should. I want to say that Peyton should have three, but the two that he lost, the Saints could have gone either way, but he fucked that one up, throwing picks and shit. He did not play good. Mm-hmm. He really hasn't played good in any of the Super Bowls he's played in. He's played okay in the ones he's won. Yeah, the defense. The, the, yeah, the the last one with Denver. Got, his yeah, they the got deep. blown out against fucking Seattle. Seahawks. It wasn't even 44 like forty four to six or seven? something like that. It was like from start to finish. It was not close. There was a safety, a, a yeah. bad, bad snap to a safety. That was a camp chancellor coming blowing people up, getting catching picks. Just he was the man. Yeah. Who Malcolm Smith won that uh, Super Bowl MVP though? Did he really? Yeah. He doesn't even. I think he yeah, he might still play for the Raiders now. I'm not sure, but yeah, he didn't really uh do much after that. Bobby Wagner's the truth, though. Bobby Wagner's been the truth for a long time. I feel like after Patrick Willis retired, that conversation started to gear towards him. Luke Keekley. Oh yeah, how dare I? Luke Keekley retired early. Yeah, just yeah, like he Patrick. Did. He did. Not too mad at it because I mean. Some of the effects of those guys yeah, later after so, they yeah, fucking play. He was, he was, yeah, watching his highlights are crazy. Like, he's just like a machine. He just sees ball, gets ball. Like, that's yeah, well, it. His like football the, IQ is out of here. through the roof. Like, he's just, ding, ding, fucking lasers. Oh, my God. Yeah, they say he's, he's crazy. A, he's a film junkie. That's how, I mean, that's how you got to do it. 
that yeah. really once you figure out people's tendencies and stuff, and you can pick up on them and apply that to the field, then shit starts moving in slow motion for you. That's true. You can make plays left and right, and it's no biggie. Yep, yep, and he's talented. I mean, he was a defensive MVP two or three times. Uh, Twice, I think. Two times. Yeah. No JJ ring, Watt though. Has no ring, three. though. J.J. Watt has three, right? Yeah, he does. No he ring, though. Four. I think he has four, actually. No ring, though. Excuse me. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Luke almost, but not close enough. No, because they got spanked. I mean, almost in, in the sense that he got to the game, but like mm-hmm. they got spanked, too. That defense was another one. Defense wins championships. Yeah. Defense wins that Carolina team was really good that year, though. They only lost one, one game, right? One. That's when the thing is, though, is Cam. Like, he, I like I, Cam Newton to me had probably one of my one of the best, but one of my personal favorite like college football seasons ever. Like the way that he balled out and played and just like it was incredible. It just did it, it any game. It just seems like okay, well they're gonna win. Yeah, like there's no way they're out of it. Even I mean that when Alabama game against, that they were twenty eight down twenty eight to seven at halftime. Yep. They came back and won. I'm just like. What? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always thought he was a good athlete. My knock on him has just been, like, his actual, like, play as a quarterback. Like, he's not – he's not – his mechanics aren't all that great. He's not really accurate with the ball. He has all the physical tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see him, he's 6'6", 250. He's got a cannon for an arm. Like, he's got all the physical tools. But, oh, it just never seemed like – like you said, he didn't – he really wasn't the, the film junkie and didn't really put in the time like that. Mm-hmm. Not saying – like, you know. Yeah. But – I think his work ethic kind of – like probably could have made him a better player if he worked a little harder. But he's working hard now, I tell you that much. He, fucking he needs to. He still doesn't have a job. Nope. Does he get one? I mean, the thing COVID-19 is, COVID-19 has made it hard, I feel like. The, uh, yeah, because, I mean, with his injury, he got injured last year, so you can't really get him in like and have mm-hmm. a workout and have right. a physical and shit. But, damn, you would – it's that he's going to have to come in as a backup. Yeah. And then work his way to be a starter again. Probably. Somewhere. Unfortunately, I think he could be a starter, though. Yeah, but when you know the last couple of years, they weren't they weren't that great, and then he's coming off an injury too, and the just the type of quarterback he is, his body has taken a beating just because he likes to run and he doesn't necessarily always slide and protect himself. So I mean, that's kind of you know the question marks there, and for a quarterback, I mean, when you you know when your shoulders are gone, that's. You have too many shoulder surgeries. Like I think he should switch and be a tight end. That would be nah. kind of dope. Maybe he shouldn't, but I feel like that would be, It'd be exciting. Cool it would be exciting to see. Imagine him playing tight end. Yeah, I remember he scored a touchdown in college as a receiver. Against like LSU, nice right? Ass fucking back like, of the corner. Yeah. Oh, Over yeah. his shoulder fucking. Like, imagine. <laughs> Megatron type shit. It would be like a mini LeBron. Slow down. <laughs> in the NFL, you don't think that would be the type of player that LeBron would be? That's true. But at six eight, six nine, six nine, six nine. I don't know about all that. <laughs> oh, it's an inch, give or take. But yeah, there's, there's. I don't He's know. still fucking LeBron James, the great, the goat, the great, the goat, not the greatest, the fucking great, <laughs> LeBron James. I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see NBA come back. I want to see some chippiness. Something to talk I want to see some ejections. Games to talk about. Action to talk about. Yeah. That'll be fucking Conversation is going to be had. 
new music came out. How do you feel about the J. Cole record that came out? Kind of addressing some it of was, the things that's going on right like now. It was like crazy how people were like propping him up for going out to the protest and how quick people were ready to just cancel him, it seems. like. Right. That was like, I don't know, that was kind of... Well, the internet is yeah. quick to cancel everybody. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, Jesus Christ, like that was a turnaround, like... <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he said anything like bad. <laughs> like, no. I don't think it was anything worth like, uh, especially with the type of, you know, turmoil that's going on in the country. Like it wasn't anything that was like super, out, not, I mean, not even super outlandish. Like it wasn't outlandish at all. Like it didn't. Well, like, explain didn't, a little bit what he did. He called out some type of like news personality or something like that. He's kind of an activist. Her name is yeah. No Name. And she's like basically going off about, you know, everything that's going on, how she's tired of the tired of the police brutality and tired of, of the system being crooked. And then she started going at, you know, celebrities needing to do more. And J. Cole in a song yeah. says he feels like she trying to, she kind of was trying to come at him. Yeah. And he kind of is like bigging her up for her knowledge and, you know, that's what it's caring like. about yeah, what like she cares like about. But her approach is is what he was coming yeah. at her about is, you know, don't be so judgmental or don't assume because I'm a celebrity, I have to do this or I have all the knowledge yeah. or because you guys deem me as this intelligent rapper that went to college and has a degree that yeah. I'm supposed to be at the forefront of all this and have all the information and know what to say. Yeah. That's what he was saying to her. I, and people, but that's respect. I feel like that's respectful, like respectable as fuck. Like that's like how much more humble can you be? Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's a, you know, I'm supporting a cause, but like there's people that are greater than me that you should be looking towards. Like that's people that you saying. should be looking for information, like, yeah. guidance and information and shit. I feel like that's commendable as shit. Right. And that's why I was confused when people were coming at him on Twitter and well, saying people are kind of coming at him because he's not stepping up and being that person. He's but he was, I mean, he was out in the protest the and he was, he showed yeah, his support. So that's, does. I mean, at that point it's like, well, I mean, and I agree with him. I saw Andrew Schultz. I follow, I started following him on Instagram, but he put out uh, like one of those IGTV things about like celebrities, like shut the fuck up. Like mm-hmm. and you feel it's like a lot of people want all these celebrities to come out and say something. But it's like just because you have a lot of money, it's not their fight. Yeah, just well that. I mean, it's just, everybody's fight. But just Let because you have a that. lot of money doesn't mean like you have the answers or you have like. Or you're the leader. Yeah, it's like nah, like this person just got rich of off of acting or off of a talent. That doesn't like, right? Just because you have money doesn't mean you're like woke or anything like that. Like right. it could be the opposite sometimes, where you get you have enough money that you could be off in your world and not have to worry about you know problems that are going on in the world. You could just kind of take off and you know, right? Be away from people. You go to your little private house, go to your little you know wherever the fuck it is that you want in the world, and get away from problems if you have money like that. So it's like not that not to say they don't deal with they deal with some, you know, everybody deals with with everyday problem, nine to five problems. People, everyday people, they don't deal with that type of not on. Yeah. Not on the scale that that we deal with. I'm sure they deal with some racism and and different things and their life's definitely not easy. I mean, it's a crazy life that celebrities live, but they don't deal with the same type of everyday struggle that that we deal with. So it's a different type of fight. You can get you can get it's easier to get disconnected from reality when you're that rich and you know you're able to you know lead that type of life when you're making millions of dollars and and shit like that so i'm not saying that you like just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you you can be aware you can be but to look for those 
to look at those people for guidance and to look at them for all the answers is not necessarily the best. Just like J. Cole was saying. And like I said, I feel like that's very humble, very commendable. Like you like knowing your role and knowing like, you know, knowing yourself and being self-aware. Did you watch the Dave Chappelle? Um, George Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with you. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did watch it. Well, he's saying in that like. I'm always vocal, but at this point, this is the people's fight. You know, yeah. I'm going to stay quiet. You know, the young people are doing a great yeah. job of really handling this issue and being at the forefront of it and fighting. Yeah. Who am I as a celebrity to come out? Who am I? <laughs> take take the attention off them and make it about me. You know what I'm saying? For real. Because it's as a celebrity, that can happen fast. And most of these celebrities are not making it about them at all. But it's easy for the attention to change from... Let's make change to you get what's caught Dave up Chappelle in who's doing. Talking and you get cut off. What's Jay, up and, Jay Cole gonna do for us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, a lot and a lot of his, you know, I've said this before. Is you, you, you know, making change with yourself, and that will, you know, open up things to, you know, making change for people around you, making change right. for the world and shit like that. I mean, it's just, and that's why I've always kind of like, like admiring well not admiring but like idolizing people has always been kind of like just odd to me mm-hmm. and in and, and that in that aspect too because then you start you know looking at people for answers and they just don't have them it's like well i mean i'm i'm you know asking the same questions you are like i'm, I'm wondering the same shit i'm trying to figure out the same right. shit and people i feel like people will put people on like this god status when it's like people expect unreal ex- People put unrealistic expectations on on celebrities, for sure, and famous people, for sure. You know what I'm saying? They expect them because they have a platform to do mm-hmm. certain things that might not be in their character, or their personality to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what's. I mean, that's what the media. Will, that's what the media will do to you, though. They will put pressure on you to yeah make sure. statements on certain things, and they won't let certain stories go until you release something. And if right. you don't say something, then the media will start speculating. Well, why is it? Right. Is it because of this? Is it because of that? Like, why won't he yeah, say he something? Like, did he do it? Did he not do it? Like, and it's just like stories will pop out of thin air until you start addressing shit. Right. And even then, people will look at you to criticize and, oh, well, you know, he said sorry, but was it sincere? Or, you know, right. he said this, but did he really mean it? And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Like, it's great that you get all this money, but at the same time, like, they're people, too. You got to catch, like, give them a break. When you have that type of, like, attention on you and pressure, right. like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, it could be a lot. It is. And, I mean, you're getting fairly, fairly, pretty well compensated, but mental health is a, you can't really put a price on that. Right. People go to every, every everybody goes to some type of problem, so. Right. And, I mean. I feel like fans and people expect celebrities or people who have a lot of attention to be super strong figures and never crack under pressure and, and never go always, through anything. And that's unrealistic. I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with well, my point with Katie and Kyrie. That's like the talent is there, but the leadership isn't always there. Just because you have the talent doesn't mean that you have the 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 mental fortitude to you know, lead a group of people, lead, you know, lead a movement or lead something. You're just extremely talented and mm-hmm. that's okay. Like you could be extremely talented and right. be a part of the crowd right? and not be the person in the forefront. Not everybody has an even kill and most good leaders do. Mm-hmm. I feel like those guys, they don't, you know, if they didn't play well in the game, you, you see it on their face. Mm-hmm. The things didn't go their way. You hear it in their 
tone when they're doing their post-game interview. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Guys like LeBron, he hasn't always been like that, but he's done a great job of being even keel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Another guy, I mean, you, sorry, another guy you just talked about, Cam Newton, when he lost in the Super Bowl, he, he had no baby. even keel. He was a little bitch. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honestly. He was a little baby. Um, he didn't know how to deal with that type of loss or that type of rejection, if you want to call it Someone that. Someone who I think NFL, that's a he's to me he's very underrated is Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, he's great. He's a great yeah, oh, that's a great God. guy to, to bring up. He's definitely got even killed because he had one of the greatest fuck ups in all time Super Bowl <laughs> history and he still oh, did his post game interview just yeah. fine. I was listening to the radio And took today. the full blame for fucking up. I heard uh Cliff, Cliff Averill was was uh he was on the herd today. I was listening to Colin Cowherd mm-hmm. shit, and he asked him about Russell Wilson and his leadership. He told he was talking, telling a story about how he threw like four or five interceptions one game. They were only down sixteen, and like after halftime, he's like, "Listen, like we still got this. We're still in this. We only got like you know, we're only down by sixteen. Like it's my fault. Like I got belief, so believe in me and shit like that. And like that, just keeping that type of like mm-hmm. positivity and that type of mindset, you right. know, even in you know." Well, being accountable, too, because it sounds like he was yeah. being accountable there. You can't just – if he would have just got up and said, let's go, you know, yeah. we can we can come back, yeah. blah, 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 and didn't address that he fucked up, Throwing put them in that picks. position, yeah. and they're going to be like, motherfucker, we're down because yeah. of you. <laughs> but but because he said that, they were like, okay, we got your back. Let's march on. Great quarterback. Severely underrated to me. For sure. I feel like you don't get enough credit. No. Especially because when he won the Super Bowl, the Legion of Boom was really taking up most of the headlines. He got a success early. I think that's why he doesn't get a lot yeah. of the credit. In. But even now, like even since they broke up, you know, well, he was Tommy. getting a lot of love early last season. I mean, he had a good year. Lamar Jackson just had a better yeah. one. You know, he never Mahomes, received the MVP vote. Who? Russell Wilson. That's crazy. And never. Patrick Mahomes just took it home. Yeah. That, see, that's. <laughs> Yeah, when you well, compete against that shit, it's just. You but know, the beginning you, of the year, those first six to eight games, I mean, he was top of the MVP conversation, and he's and he's outside of those, you know, that those two Super Bowl runs, like those, you know, three teams, like he uh-huh. hasn't really had great offensive line help, and he hasn't really had great offensive help. Like now, he has DK Metcalf, which you know he was his rookie of the year last year, and he seems like he's going to be. He's always been consistently good, though. And this team has, has always been consistent. He has good. that, like that. Doug Baldwin was that at first. Now Tyler Lockett is that, like that slot receiver that gets right. really gritty, doesn't mind doing the dirty work and mm-hmm. going across the middle. Like he, he, right. he th- those type of receivers. Well, he's never had a DK Metcalf. Though. No, he hasn't. A big body, he could just put it in a spot. Oh uh, yeah, and then if he keeps on on the trajectory, trajectory that he's on, that he keeps on developing, he has right. all the. He's a big athlete. Oh my god, he's huge. He really is jacked. So is. that'll be his first real like offensive like weapon. That's true. Because even when he had Jimmy Graham, because that's the type of guy that can make you look good. Yeah, you can make a bad throw yeah. and put it in a decent spot, and he's so athletic that he'll make you look. And good. Russell Wilson, and that takes really pressure off you as a quarterback, in my opinion. That and Russell Wilson doesn't really throw bad. Balls no. like that, right in the right in the uh, bread basket. He doesn't throw too many, so you know. Imagine how much better Russell Wilson's completion percentage is going to be. His stats are going to look if he has a guy that keeps on developing the way he's developing. Right. And now he's finally got some. Uh, I don't really like their running backs too much either. They haven't that's Carson. Yeah, Chris Carson. They get hurt too much. Yeah. That kid from Notre Dame. He wasn't bad, but he got hurt too. What CJ Procise? He wasn't bad. There was another one. Uh, who was behind Carson? They were splitting time. But I don't he, remember. But he was getting hurt a lot too. Like, 
I don't know. He just makes it work with whatever's around him. Whatever, you know, whatever, just kind of plug and play as long as I'm taking the snaps and, you know, you're in good hands. Keep me in the ball game and we'll make it happen. He's a good game manager. He knows how to win games. Those baseball players mm-hmm. translate. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, if he would turn out on, like, turn the picks down a little bit. But. Yeah, that's true. But he's not a great leader, though. I'm trying to see my boy Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. <laughs> my boy. He hasn't ever been my boy. Uh, you know what's funny? I mean, most people that are not New England fans hate Tom Brady. Or when it comes playoff time, yeah. they hate his guts. But after he won the championship against the Falcons, I was like, okay. I just I have no choice but to respect him yeah. now. You can't. I mean, that's really like. Then the next coming seasons, I'm like, I want to see him win again at this point. Uh, I don't know about that. I did. I was like, fuck it. Let's see the, the greatness I mean, yeah, continue. Yeah, but the next season, who did he play against? The Eagles and lost. Yes, sir. He still hurts. That yes, hurts sir. him still to this day. It should because he played the best Super Bowl he's but ever played. But then he come back the next year and win? Mm, yeah, against yeah. the Rams. Yeah. Against the Rams. Damn. So Hey, that's fine. But that was such a shitty Super Bowl, though. He won. He did win, but he didn't play. Nobody really played good. He's got six the rings. Defense, the defense played well. That was in the Rams defense did play well too, but He's who was it that Bruce dropped Arians. that pass, that touchdown pass? Was it Robert Woods? He dropped the touchdown pass right in the end zone. I don't remember. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Right here, right I think I think Devin McCourty came and knocked it out. Right, in the like hands. he had it in his hands, and bummer. But I mean, it's cool to see great things like that happen. When is the next yeah. time we're going to see a quarterback like that going and run like this? It's true. I'm I'm excited to see what he's going mean, to do in Tampa. We've been we've been lucky to see the greatest football player of all time, the greatest basketball player of all time. In your opinion, two of <laughs> two of the greatest soccer players of all time, Ronaldo and Messi. Like, right. there's been a lot of uh, greatness. It's true. Greatest dynasties. Yeah, yeah. Patriots, Spurs, Spurs. The I mean, we saw UConn's women basketball. Gino, you're what's his name? You're uh, Uriema. Uriema, yeah. The the Pat Warrior. Summit for a while. Yeah, the Lady was, Vols. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't compare to UConn though. No, it does not. That Gino doesn't. is that guy. But Candace Parker did play for the Tennessee Vols. Yeah, and that's when Pat Summit was there. That's when they were really going off. Mm-hmm. But uh, damn, what the fuck was I gonna say? Michael Phelps is a dynasty in oh, himself. Shit. <laughs> 28 fucking gold medals, 23 gold medals, 28 medals total, something like Ryan that. Locked in until you fucked that up. Over here lying in Brazil and shit. Yeah. Lying to Getting the authority. <laughs> Getting altercations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He seems like Didn't he have a, his hair, like, gray at that like, point? I think it was, like, dyed. It was, like, bleached or something like that. Yeah, but that's something Jesus like, yeah, this Christ. guy is different. He seems like kind of a douche. <laughs> Ruined his career over that. Oh, my gosh. I wonder, but, like, what was the point of lying? I don't know. Like, I don't remember the story. He could have been a little off his rocker and was, he was scared about publicity and being who he was and the stories that would get out. Have you heard about like the, like the amount of sex that goes on in those Olympic villages, like the condoms that are just given to them? Cause yeah, man, apparently it's like a fucking Olympic orgy over there. Between the Olympians? Yeah. Between the athletes. Oh shit. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a fuck fest wherever you go. Uh, wherever there's people, there's probably a fuck fest. <laughs> if you have a mass of them, somebody's fucking. Especially athletes, all that fucking testosterone. Honestly, testosterone, whatever. Don't they tell you to hold it in, though? Not to nut before. Well, the night before, I guess. I don't know. Day of. Day of. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. I guess it's different for different people. But yeah, I people. mean, I had that's I had like heard some people talk about that. I saw a story on it too, like a while ago. But I'm like, I guess that makes sense though. Well, on that note, thank you for tuning in to the <laughs> new <laughs> to the No Anger Podcast. You want to take us out? Yeah, yeah. You got anything else you want to expound on before um, we take it out? Any other topics you want to talk about? What else is there? That was really it. We hit we hit everything we wanted to hit. Uh, we talked about new music a little bit. The J Cole shit. Anderson Pack also put out a song called Lockdown I listen, in relation to yeah. what's going on right now. So. I, did, I listened to it a little bit. I really liked the the beat on it and the instruments on it. Like, that I really like. Right. I didn't really listen to it. Like, I, I, like I know it was – I figured – and once I saw, like, because I saw the night before that it, the title was uh, Lockdown, so I kind of figured it had to do with the with the Black Lives Matter movement and what everything right. was going on. Yeah. But and he's pretty. He's a pretty strong voice on that side. Yeah, yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, we hit everything. Anderson Pack, bro. Who was it that you were trying to compare him to? Oh, we, we should save it because I really want to do it. Me and uh, somebody else were talking about it earlier. All right. And he let me know he feels like that'd be a good comparison. All right, yeah, we'll save it then. So let's save it. But um, nah, I think that's it, man. I don't really got anything going through my head right now. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought Jackie Moon would have been uh, <laughs> with the words of wisdom? Honestly. But uh, yeah, episode 52, No Hangover Podcast. Yes, sir. Fucks with it. Fucks with uh, it. Check us out on YouTube. We're back on there. Leave comments, preferably good ones, but whatever <laughs> you want to leave, go for it. Right. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to that. Reviews, ratings, all that good shit on there. Check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. Uh, we're posting clips on there. We post, you know, when we uh, put new episodes. Um, we're going to post more on there about just everyday shit that's going on, things that come to mind. So check that out. If you want to get in contact with us, that's the best way to do it. Um, our playlist on Spotify, there's 11 of them, all different vibes, all good vibes. Let us know what you think about that. Um, if you can't find them on Spotify, go ahead and find them on Apple Music at my personal profile at Eric underscore Ponte 34. And I think that's about it. That wraps up. 52. We love you guys. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Boom. <laughs>